Hello and uh, welcome to the Bad Movie Reviews podcast hosted by uh, Daniel and myself, Ben. We've got a, a relatively probably shorter pod, but um, there's probably not a heap of news, but we will be reviewing the um, Daniel Radcliffe starred film called, is it just called Weird Al or Weird? Weird, the Yalankovich story, yeah. sorry. Um, and we'll also be reviewing The Wonder, which is the um, Florence Pugh Netflix film, which I think is coming out on Netflix. We were lucky to catch a screening of it um, quite early, but we'll, we'll get straight into news. This one is an interesting one. They're, they're, re- they're making a um, Quiet Place prequel, which is apparently called oh, cool. A Quiet Place Day One, which is basically um, set obviously the first day that the, the alien creatures arrived on, on Earth, and it's being directed by um, Jeff Nichols. Um Sounds familiar. Who, oh, no, sorry, Michael Sanofsky, who was the pig director who directed um, the, it was the actually really good movie starring Nicholas Cage recently, but um, Lupita Nyong'o has been hired to star in it, which I'm actually a big fan of. She's a very good actress and she hasn't been given sort of a heap um, of work to do. She played, um, she was in 12 Years a Slave, but recently she was in, She's in Black Panther, who plays the love interest in the first one. Oh, okay. Um, yep. But she's also in the main character in Us. And gotcha. she's a very, very, very good actress and just not being sort of given a heap, to be honest. Like looking at this, she's only really she's starting in 10, 10. Yeah, she played Mars Kanata. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> the yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. So not really physically her in Star Wars, but the alien. But yeah. Um, I'm all for this, to be honest. I think she's a great actress. But the, the film premise actually really interests me. I think like... Obviously, I really enjoy The Quiet Place. I think it's made a lot of money and probably been starved to death now at this point. And if they're making a third, it's like how often can you survive in these like scenarios? And Yeah, I'll, look, I'll, I love the first one. The second like one was okay. The second one had aspects of a good film, but it, it was not like the first. The first like invoked some levels of horror where the second one was like, okay, now we just know how to deal with it. The second one really played on sound, which yeah. like made it really intriguing and interesting and in that the, the – the second one, obviously, you brought Cillian Murphy, Digimon Hussow in it, and it just kind of like, I just, I, I personally felt like felt flat, but. Yeah, I feel like you'd have to have some higher level of horror to really make the third film. Like, obviously, it's a prequel, but you'd have to engage more in that kind of aspect of it to probably try to exceed past the, the previous yeah. two. If you can kind of think, it's like, it's kind of like the um, prologue entry, uh, sequence where he's, he's driving and they. Right, like in the movie. Oh yeah, yep. Which they show in the second one. Oh, so sorry, she is. They show in the second one. She's driving, I think, home from a baseball game or whatever, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um. So it's like you've already made a six-minute sequence of it. How long can you? I mean, I'm sure they make a decent movie. It's just, I feel like a bit of an odd decision. Um. Next bit of news, which I'm anything for anything with Anna de Armes. She's uh been casted as the lead in a John Wick spin-off called Ballerina, which is, um, to be honest, I it's a, about a sorry young young assassin trained at ballet school scene in the um oh okay in John Wick three so the ballet school scene in John Wick three oh cool that's interesting oh, I, I love Anna De Armas I think she's a obviously she's been in Knives Out Blonde most recently the Marilyn Monroe biopic um, one of my favorite movies Blade Runner yeah Blade Runner twenty four nine yeah. Yep. I think she's uh, definitely getting her, her gigs nowadays. Yeah, she's, she's playing some good roles and she plays it pretty well. And Look, I think 
anything John Wick for me is it's one of those franchises that you just give me more content. I'm just gonna love it. Well, it's just a, it's just like assassins, yeah. Like you really can make movies. Yeah, it's not love that. It's not like it's a specific thing. Like we just touched on a, a quiet place, which is about these aliens that come to Earth. You could really make anything out of uh, like a school of assassins, really, mm. and like the hierarchy of obviously that, that situation. So. Like um, have some underlying tones of Red Sparrow, you know, the Jennifer Lawrence movie. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. Oh. I thought she was good in it. I, I like rem- the idea that, like, the whole sleeper agent, you know, been living a whole life, but it's actually like an... Well, it's like Blake. They tackled that in um, Black Widow too at the start. They did, yeah, yeah. correct. Which correct. I, that, started the, that start of that movie is probably one of the best starts to any MCU film. It was really quite grim. I loved it. it um, next bit of news, I don't know how you feel about this. Scream mm. 6 has been announced, given a March 10, 2023 release date, which is not long at all, um, not long away at all. And then the Dungeons & Dragons film has been re-given a date um, okay. for March, end of March, which is an interesting time because it's school holidays here for, sorry, Australians just around the school holiday period. So they must have a bit of faith in it. Yeah, I'm not sure. To do well because, like, realistically... They only release usually big films around that time. Um, so it's interesting. I know the trailer came out and it actually looked pretty decent. The one with, uh, with like it's got Chris Pine, which I'm anything for Chris Pine. Yeah. I think he's extremely underrated. Scream 6 though in March is a weird time to come out. You're like releasing horror Scream films. Scream 6 in general, weird just to the, the, out. Yeah, the, the new one was like okay. It was just kind of very meta on the nose. Like, oh, we're big fans of the... But I feel screen. like that's what they all have been. Like the first three were enough and I don't but know why. The first one anymore. was a genuine like yeah, slasher like, film correct. and then the second one they made a movie out of the slasher film and then someone like it's yeah. just, yeah, I don't know. I, look, they keep making them. They make a lot of money. I don't know. I, we've probably talked about this with um, – we've reviewed obviously a fair amount of horror films recently that they're just cheap films to make and they always make two to three hundred million. And People like Van Jumpscared on the same. Yeah, Oh, they're just safe bets is more what I mean. Like they've very limited budget because it's not a lot of CGI, not a lot of minimal locations. You don't have to get a heap of act, a heap of like big big name actors in. So you know you make them for twenty to thirty mil, and they make three hundred. So it's you know ten, you know, yeah, ten times investment. This this is an interesting one. Toho has announced a new Godzilla film to be released next year. Which for anyone who doesn't know, Toho is about uh, obviously the Japanese. Comes out to be a Japanese style yep. Godzilla film, which. I'm all in for it, to be honest. The Japanese um, Godzilla films are a lot better than the the Australian one. Oh, not Australian ones, sorry, American ones. Um, the OG ones were terrifying back in the day. Yeah, well, to- that's what I mean. Like Japanese movies generally have a way of like Godzilla creating was a, a little horror, bit of creep. But up. it nearly yeah. became an action with kind of the current Western take on the recent films. Yep. I know they're making so that, that's interesting. I think it means two Godzilla films come out next year because there's the Godzilla v Kong two, yep. I think being made, and then and then the Toho one. Which where's Pinocchio come out? The stop animation one. Yeah, sorry, you just reminded oh, me of two films in the same year. I'm like, we got Pinocchio, and then we got another. It's another. Pinocchio. It's a month away, I think. Oh, cool. I think yeah. it comes out. Actually, there's there's screenings at the theater near us that plays the Netflix films in like two weeks because oh, they do it early. Like... I love stop motion. Big fan. Um, Sorry, sorry. But that, but yeah, yeah. Interesting. I'm, I'm all for that. To be honest, this one's actually quite interesting. So obviously, we chatted it last week about David Zaslav taking over the um, kind of Kevin Feige type role within Warner Bros. with the DC and situation. But he's come out and basically said that he wants to focus on franchises, which 
kind of pisses me off, to be honest. Warner Bros. have such a rich history. And if you look at all the films they've made, you know, you've got obviously Wizard of Oz, but Lawrence of Arabia, like just genuine classics. And they were always the kings of making original movies in a way. Um, but now they've come out and basically said, yeah, they, they want to have a real focus on franchise. This quote, and this is a quote that I, I give, Fairly. is a really funny quote. Um, he basically says, we haven't had a Superman movie in 13 years we haven't had a Harry Potter movie in 15 years, which for anyone who doesn't know, Fantastic Beasts came out literally a year ago. I don't know if he means connected universe or Superman, but even then Man of Steel was 10, uh, was that? What, what Man of Steel was a while back. Man of Steel, 2013, which is only nine years ago and he said 13 years. So the man doesn't even know when his own fucking content came out, to be honest, but <laughs> he's mad which is good. a bit weird, but he's basically given... Um, like Game of Thrones is an advantage, um, example. He basically said we still have the rights to Lord of the Rings. So um, apparently there's a Lord of the Rings, The War of Rohirrim, which is an animated film I think coming out. But he's basically just blatantly say, said that he wants to make. What did you just say then? Rohirrim? Rohirrim? Rohirrim. Rohirrim, that's the way. Um, <laughs> shut up. So <laughs> it, it, it's interesting. He basically said that they – it's kind of worrying for me that it just sounds like they don't want to make original no, content they, movies in it. They they want to make just grab something that's they want to make success and yeah. work off that to make more success. And if they're it. meaning genuine Harry Potter films, you know Daniel Radcliffe type Harry Potter films rather than Fantastic Beasts, I don't want that to continue because they kind of left off at a perfect spot. Um, I'm nearly okay for a remake. I've actually thought about this for a while, and nah, I feel like it'd bug yeah, me. But at the same it. time, you can't touch it. It's like bro, if they remade Lord of the Rings, you'd be so annoyed. First one started production in like. 99 to 2000. Came like. out 2001, same yeah. year as Fellowship of the Ring. I'm just saying, like we're at a point. I don't I'd, f- love a, I'd love a remake of Lord of the Rings only because, you know, I love it more than anything else. Do you know for a fact that they would shit on it? Probably. I'd, I'd, like make original, right. make original content or like at least in the universe, Harry Potter has such an expanded universe that you could make anything out of it. It's like what I just said, like John Wick, you know, you've got obviously the assassin. But like I understand t- wanting to touch it, but it's just worrying in terms of originality. He's kind of just went, we have Lord of the Rings, we have Star Wars, uh, not Star Wars, sorry, we have Superman, so DC, we have Harry Potter, we have these franchises that haven't been touched in ages. But it's like realistically they've all, apart from Superman, they've all, which obviously is like more of a mantle than anything, they've, they all like don't touch them in my opinion. And they've, well, they've all been touched on anyway. You're right, those dates are completely wrong. Superman had come out in 2013. Yeah, yeah he said and, 13 uh, years. the Harry- last Harry Potter movie was... What, well, 2019? Oh, no, no, I was working at this current job. Uh, the not, oh, sorry, no, not Harry Potter. I'm thinking, you're thinking Fantastic um, Beast came yeah, out in 2000. He was correct with Harry Potter. That was 2011, which is only 12 years, so not 15 years either. So, um, you, uh, yeah, just use the universe then. I don't care. Like, just don't do the same stuff. Like, don't use Harry Potter again. That's or what just, I like about just, the video game is that they've just as like, okay, we're just going to move our – we're just going to use that universe and we're going to take 300 years off it, so before everything, and then just like start there. Or you like, know what? Just literally make good original movies. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or do, yeah, make good movies with what you have, which they haven't done. No. Their two films this year were very okay. Black Adam and Don't Worry Darling, like – both enjoyable, but both okay. It's yeah, like at the yeah. end of the day, you pay talent. You, I think it came out the other day that they've lost three point two billion dollars just this quarter alone, which is a ridiculous fucking it's amount a few of money. Bucks here and there, um, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, the other one, 
bit of news, last one. Um, the, the Russo brothers have basically come out and said that they're, for anyone who doesn't know, they're the directors of um, like Avengers in, Infinity War and they've got a live-action Hercules coming out, which they actually spoke on and they basically just pretty much said um, that they're going to make the film essentially like a musical as like TikTok is. Um, well, they, I can't remember the exact <laughs> quote, but they basically referenced TikTok and said, or kids nowadays, musical-wise, uh, are linked to TikTok. So, in other words, the movie's actually going to star Hercules and and um, the princess lady, and they're basically just going to sing each other and do dance moves the whole film. Was it going to have uh, Hercules played by Noah Beck or something like that? Is it? I'd be all for it. Noah Beck's a star. God, no. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, but it's an interesting one. I don't know... Um, where possibly they, they got this idea. Hercules is actually one of my um, most underrated Disney animated films. And it, sorry, they basically have said they're going to make a TikTok inspired Hercules. So whatever the fuck. Oh, that- oh, there's, um, it's a, it's a trend. It's a trend. They do it all the time with like the muscle dancing things. It's usually like guys and girls showing off their muscles. I've, seen adaptions of this on uh, TikTok. Big and strong. And- yeah, you yeah, know, I, I, I know what you mean, but I think what they're more meaning is like they've basically said um, they don't have he, – here's an actual quote. So the Russo brothers have said, I've got four kids so I can identify Gen Z's habits pretty accurately. They don't have the same emotional connection to watching things in theatre. They observe things on their phone. So um, – there are questions about how you translate to a musical. So they've been TikTok trained. Um, so they're pushing the boundaries in how you can execute a modern musical. So as I said before, whatever the fuck that means, who knows, but. Short, like 15 second short, bursts? Yeah, I don't know. It genuinely confuses me. Yeah, Like I, I'm actually baffled. I'd rather a Vine I, movie. I, <laughs> I think they should probably just stick to producing films and, and directing Marvel movies and that's it because the last film they directed is one of the biggest pieces of shit I've ever seen in my life. Um, great film called The Grey Man. Go watch that on Netflix. Um, other than that, that's kind of all we have news-wise. Oh, and uh, Russo Brothers aren't coming back to Marvel until at least 2030. They've announced well, yeah. they're not going to do anything. Yeah, so I just said they should probably stick to doing Marvel films, which they, actually they obviously aren't. So. Do that, so, yeah. Stay away from it all. A little bit shattered. I feel, I feel like they actually did all right in Marvel. Just no, they great. Did great. They Gray directed Man three of their best films. They directed Winter Soldier, Infinity War and Endgame. Which is huge. Some Wait. of my favourite films. Well, Endgame I don't think was as good as Infinity War or Winter Soldier, but it's a very good blockbuster. It's a pretty hard feat to, to do that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Fair enough. Um, other than that, news-wise, it's been a pretty stark week. So we'll move on to... I might um, have enough time for one review before we get into our next one, Do we? which um, would be The Wonder. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, which, for anyone who doesn't know, is a film starring Florence Pugh set in the Irish countryside. Um, and basically she's a nurse and there's a, a nine-year-old girl who basically hasn't eaten for four months and is surviving. So she's been sent by the, the local chapel um, or cult in a way. Um, kind yeah. of cult to, to basically go check on her and see how she is surviving. But, um, yeah, what were you all? And to watch and just watch yeah, the watch, for a month, the watcher. Uh, two weeks, 14 days. It's 14 days, that's it. Yeah. yeah, just watching her, seeing if she was eating or what it was. 
I I really liked the film. I wasn't sure what kind of direction it was going to go in, whether it be kind of follow some magic kind of mystical thing, go on to like religion and kind of the magic and, you know, those kind of aspects, or if it was going to be like something legitimate or if yeah, she was like kind a of psychological like, drama. Yeah, that she, yeah, I wasn't sure and kind of its overall direction, but I I enjoyed the film. I actually thought the casting was very good for everything. Florence Pugh, uh, I know we touch on it every single time we talk about her, best current working actress out there. She is, I think she'd be top three, top five. Yeah. She's Kate. I've got you know you've got Kate Blanchett and Jennifer Lawrence, I think, and yeah, still a yeah. few. Yeah, um, but oh, but she she out of her skin. I think out of her last like five films, she's been nominated for like an Academy Award. Like we we touched on this in Don't Worry, Darling. Like she has an ability to act with just her face, like not words. Like Without she's got she just displays emotions, and she's still unbelievable in this film. Um. I don't think it's the best film I've ever seen. No, <laughs> means no. like it's it's an enjoyable. I don't even know if it's it's an interesting movie. It's it's a very good movie. Like scenery, beautiful, directed really well, acting's really well. It's just a good, it's just a good watch. Really, um, I know it comes out on Netflix. I think in a couple of weeks' time, we were lucky to see it early, but yeah, it was just a, it was just a good a good movie. I wouldn't necessarily rave home about it and be like this. You have to see this. It was yeah. just. Um, a good, I guess, character drama. Yeah. Um, I really liked the role that she played in it. It was actually good. I know she's played a fair variety of different positions and things like that and characters, but I, I felt like this was what I wasn't expecting from her and she delivered on that quite well to actually be kind of perceived as an older kind of like fierce, you know, 1900s yes. gentleman lady in the, yeah. you know, Irish days or whatever and she was a tough-ass nurse from England and like... Yeah, I loved it. I, yeah. I thought she played that well. No, I thought it was really good. And I'm I'm the leader of the Florence Pugh cult and um, <laughs> I would die for her. Let's put it that way. I think, yeah, I think she is to die. No, genuinely one of my favourite working actresses um, along with Margot Robbie at the moment. Everything yeah, I see them both in and I know I've got Babylon coming up later but um, I think she's a force to be reckoned with and the fact that she's literally my age makes me sick. Like she's only, I think she's 20, 26, 27. God, what am I doing with my life, brother? Well, yeah, correct. Um, 26, yeah, she's genuinely my age. So she's younger Six, than me. Nine months older than me. She's born January. So, yeah, you're you're a year older than her. Yeah, January, yeah. a year later. And she's an Academy Award nominated actress. I could what be are you, if I what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you could. No, what will, um, no, definitely worth a watch. As I said, it comes out on Netflix. So, um, whether you're, you know, you're not doing anything and you want to watch a, a good, Character drama that, that that is interesting and watch that unfold. Um, definitely recommend. We might take a quick break and then we'll come back at you with the review of Weird, the Al Yankovic Yankovic story. Don't Sounds know if I, I butchered that, but yeah, we'll come back with you. So. Easy and uh, thank you for for hanging around. We'll review. Don't know what just happened to my voice. We'll review Weird. the um the Daniel Radcliffe Weird Al Yankovic story um, movie. Don't know what just happened. Also, I don't, it's just a bit of a butcher to the after the break. But um, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a it's a biopic about Weird Al Yankovic, really. Who, if anyone who doesn't know that who that is, you're living under a rock. But he's a you know musician who basically just got famous by parodying other people's music and coming up with different words to, yeah. to the songs. Um, what were your what were your thoughts? I'm, I'm, it's an interesting film, so... You, you yeah. know my thoughts on it. it I, I enjoyed it. 
and I thought it was great only because it was mindless, senseless humour and sometimes a film, you know, wants to deliver that and that's exactly what it aimed for. It aimed to be an absolute piss take and it delivered on that and I thought Daniel Radcliffe was fantastic, great casting for the role. Would have also loved to see him maybe sing some of the songs but um, look, I, I, it was a great time. It was what what happened. I don't know. There was nothing to, to kind of rave what, on about when it comes <laughs> to plot and story. It was an absolute piss take, but it was just a good time. Yeah, I um, it's a, yeah, it's a hard <laughs> film to review because to be honest, when I think about it, nothing really happened. No. Um, well, I mean, some stuff did, but it, it's a very interesting film. I got to give respects to the cast here. Everyone was really, really good. Yeah. Um, Daniel Radcliffe, massive respect. I think he's actually a very underrated actor. We've obviously seen him in Harry Potter, who was really good in, but. You know, he's kind of paved away after his Harry Potter success by doing really sort of kind of small indie films and and specific roles like Swiss Army Man, obviously this. Escape from Pretoria. Whatever the fuck that is. Oh, good um, movie. I've never it. seen it. <laughs> I think my parents actually watched it and told me to watch it. I've never heard of it. But uh, is it a Netflix film? No idea. Yeah, okay, fair. Um, good chat. No, so he, I actually got a respect. Like he actually buffed up for this role. He was massive. Which... Like, Weed Al Yankovic is kind of not really built, but, like, you know. A, I thought he had a, a bit of love, to be honest. Weird. Oh, now he does. But, like, back in the day, if you look him up, like, he was pretty. Yeah, right. But Daniel Radcliffe's very, like, a well, relatively a a skinny lean. Yeah, like, he built himself up. But he, yeah. he was actually really good in this. Um, the, the weird thing is, is I got to respect it because, obviously, the person who Weird Al Yankovic is, he, he parodied everyone else's song. And this movie is very much a parody of other biopics. Yeah. Like it, it takes the ropes of biopics. You've got like the, the family who fucking hate their kid, you know their their situation where they're musician and they go do coke and fucking sleep with women and, um, but they kind of just take the piss out of it. It's genuinely like you're getting trolled the whole movie. Like, and I'm pretty sure they've come out and said not much of it is real as well. So it's like it's a funny. But I know, like genuinely seriously. <laughs> It is actually one of the funniest films I've seen this year. Mm. Like I sat there and laughed and like within three minutes of the film starting, I'm pretty sure like um, this is a quote, like this is actually like I don't know what was happening because it was such a weird film to begin with. And then Weird Al Yankovic's mum said to him like he's oh, like no, crying and she, he, she, sets, she sits there and she just goes like, hey, like, you know, me and dad have decided that you should probably just stop being yourself. And everything will and be doing what you and love. doing what you love, and that'll be. And I was like, this is actually quite funny. <laughs> so, like, and you could quite easily pick up after that onwards. It's just going to be a genuine piss take. But um, there was great cameos as well. Yes, some really good like little sequences from salesman. actors who you don't really expect, and it's genuinely, genuinely really funny. Um, it's not the best film I've ever seen. It's actually like at the same time, it's kind of a shit movie in my opinion. Like it's not. It's but not, I think it aimed a bit. It's not a great film. Not not a shit movie. That's that's probably a bit harsh. It's not a great film, but I think it really aimed to just be a genuine piss take. And I got to pay respect to it. I, I had a really good time. It's only like an hour 40, hour 30 long. It's actually not long, but it's just, it's just a very fun time. It's just very, very yeah. enjoyable. Sit there, mindless entertainment, as you say. And it does it incredibly well. And I think it really kind of lent into the fact that Daniel Radcliffe really probably needed to bring his A game and he, and he genuinely did. Not to say that it's obviously going to be Academy Award nominated, but it's oh. like he, he, he did he did really well. 
I actually agree with you though. I kind of wish he sang his own songs, mm. like Daniel Radcliffe sang, because I actually genuinely sit there and think that kind of would have been funny because he's not a singer, and if he was like genuinely pretty average sounding and shit, it's not bad. Oh, I've heard that, yeah, on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> like, but if I sit there and think about the movie, if Daniel Radcliffe sang and he wasn't great, and then everyone at like the media, like the record label meetings, are like, "You're the best thing I've ever heard." That it kind of would make it. Yeah. I think it'd actually yeah. make it more funnier. I agree. For I anyone agree. who doesn't know, Weird Al, like Daniel Radcliffe, came out and said he did the singing in the film, but they've dubbed it over with Weird Al. Um, it, Weird Al actually singing it, and he kind of came out and said he's done re-recordings of the movie uh, for the movie. So. It's, it's an interesting one. I actually recommend, I think it's, um, I can't remember what streaming site we watched it on for Australia. It came out on Roku in America, um, I believe, but really good time. Yeah. Genuinely. Um, just a not pure, really mindless any, fun. Yeah, not really any complaints, just an enjoyable film. I don't know if, I probably would never watch it again. No, in my eyes, I'd, I'd sit just, in on someone else watching it though and probably watch it again by yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Wouldn't but go it's just, my way. I'd, I'd recommend it to people, but um, other than that, do you have anything you want to touch on? Relatively shorter pod this week, but... No, not really anything yeah. extra for myself. There's not too much uh, news or things that have happened in the recent No, week. and there probably won't next week. What we'll be doing, um, for anyone who doesn't know, Black Panther comes out uh, in a couple of days in Australia, so it comes out on, I think, the Wednesday. Um, so we'll be reviewing that as well as Enola Holmes 2, which is the Millie Bobby Brown Enola Holmes film on Netflix. Um, so we'll be reviewing that and Black Panther and we'll probably do a bit of a spoiler chat. But being that it's only a couple days in between recording, there probably won't be, unless tomorrow massive news comes out, there probably won't be too much <laughs> too much news. So it might just be a, a Black Panther heavy, heavy pod where we discuss all things about the new film. Go on to depth um, with spoilers and yeah, run yeah, through that. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, other than that, yeah, catch us next week. We'll, we'll be doing a pretty pretty in-depth review, which is a film we're both heavily looking forward to. So other than that, that's kind of all we have for, for this week. So we'll, we'll catch you in a, probably a couple of days. But other than that, you can catch us on all, all um, podcasting platforms, Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google, um, and obviously Visual Aspect on YouTube. But other than that, thanks for listening and we'll, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys.